0: Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on our journey through judges with Samson's story. And Samson's our final judge, and he tended to see people for what he could get out of them rather than what God saw in them or what they were truly there for. In verse 1, One day Samson went to the Philistines town of Gaza and spent the night with the prostitute. Word soon spread that Samson was there, so the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, When the light of morning comes, we will kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. And then he got up, took hold of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts, and lifted them up, bar and awl. He put them on his shoulders and carried them all the way up to the top of the hill across from Hebron. Now these were super heavy gates, and he carried the bars and awls just like they were nothing and up a hill, mind you. In verse 4, sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sirach. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong, and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then even each of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up secretly. Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings, and she tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you but Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire so the secret of his strength was not discovered afterward Dalila said to him you've been making fun of me and telling me lies now please tell me how you can be tied up securely Samson replied if i were tied up with brand new ropes that had never been used i would become as weak as anyone else So Delilah took new ropes and tied him up with them. The men were hiding in the inner room as before. And again, Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistines had come to capture you. But again, Samson snapped the ropes from his arms as if they were thread. Then Delilah said, You have been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me, how can you be tied up securely? Samson replied, if I were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I would become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric. Then she tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up and pulled back the loom shuttle and yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Then Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. So he doesn't realize what she's up to here. The Philistine men had been in hiding; they he didn't know they were there watching this. She had kept them hidden while she tested these. And the Philistines weren't in his direct view. He didn't realize she he didn't realize what she was up to. But on the same token, I kind of feel like one should be suspicious at this point. But Neither here nor there, he was not, and he told her his secret. We'll continue in verse 18. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head on her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. So he was overconfident in his trust of her, and he was prideful, like he could, he could, nothing could happen to him, like he was undestructible. And she got him to tell him, tell her his secret, and he ended up giving up the one last thing that kept him obedient in the Nazarite covenant, not allowing his hair to be cut. and. His sin, it it entered, or it or hinders his fellowship with God. He's not following God's direction. He's not seeking God. He's doing what he wants and whatever is right in his own eyes. And pride got the best of him and he thought he couldn't be ruined. And here we have his hair cut in verse 20. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. And when he woke, he thought, I'll do as I did before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. So his relationship with God is severed. His covenant vow of being a Nazarite is fully cut off. Like he's fully, completely away from every element of the vow at this point. And he is captured, he's taken in, sin overtakes him, and sin wins, and he becomes a slave, he becomes tortured, he loses his eyes, and he is strapped to one of those turning wheels where they would grind the grains, and he's basically like an animal pushing this cart of, of the stone that grinds the grain, and he compromised, making him unteachable, in unsubmissive to God fully. In verse 23, let's see what happen, that happens next. The Philistine rulers held a great festival of offering sacrifices and praises to their God, Dagon. They said, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. So again, God, The gods fought their battles for them, and we know God is the one true God and the mighty God of all, and they think that their God won, but that's not entirely true. In verse 25, half drunk by now, the people demanded, bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought from the prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All of the Philistine rulers were there, and there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. So they were teasing him, picking on him, and using him as their entertainment. So he is still being tortured. In verse 28, the Samson Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, "Let me die with the Philistines," and the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people than when he died, than when he Then during his entire lifetime, later his brothers and other relatives went down to get his body, and they took him back home and buried him between Zorah and Eshtel, where his father Manoah was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. So this was the final judge that was brought forth for Israel. And God still loved Samson. He was called, he was a man of God. He was called, he was given a a calling and a will of God on his life. Samson was a man of faith. He believed in God. He trusted God. But he was not perfect. And we are all very much like Samson. But the biggest thing here, God still loved him. It's never too late to cry out to God in faith and receive his grace and mercy. He loves us no matter what we've done, no matter what sin we've been involved with or maybe are. He loves us regardless of anything we do. And we can cry out to him, and he will pour out his grace and mercy. We are our own worst enemies, and we need a greater Savior. We need Jesus, and God sent us Jesus. God knew exactly what, what we needed, and because of Jesus and his sacrifice, he died to save us for all eternity. Samson ultimately ended up sacrificing himself in doing exactly what God called him to do in taking down the Philistines at the last of his days. In Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, he was perfect. He was a perfect man while he was on earth. He was God in human form. Samson wasn't perfect, but he did have faith, and he did believe in God, and he did love God and trust God. And Jesus, because of his sacrifice on the cross and the blood covenant that he shed for us on that cross, we have grace and mercy poured out into our lives. We have the strength of the Holy Spirit in us to fight sin and we can choose to fight sin every day. We're in a war. This is a war, a spiritual war that we are in. And if we're not fighting sin, we're in sin. So we should constantly be fighting sin every single day of our lives. And it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean we won't fail. It just means God is on our side and we have the power to fight right with us every single day of our lives. Thanks y'all. We'll continue through Judges tomorrow. Have a great day.